We are recording. We'll do one of these. Welcome to Porch Club Podcast. I am your host, Jess, and today I am joined by the legendary Alex Stover. Happy, happy New Year, Jess. Happy New Year. Happy 2024. Keep talking. Keep talking. I'm, I'm putting on a facade. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I get closer to the mic, it comes out. <laughs> As you can hear, Alec is basically a professional voice actor. I am the furthest thing. <laughs> it's fun to have, it's fun to have, all, you know, the, the whole setup. I, I was really bad in all the lessons. I don't know. I just feel like this is your. This is this is it for you. I feel like this is where you belong in front of a mic with that voice. It's very fun. Yeah, it's very fun. Dad, dad is a master at his craft. Does he, he can, have the same voice, like same level of deepness as you, your dad? He does. He's got. A, I think he has a deeper voice than me. Okay. But wow. he uses it in a radio context, so I can just kind of talk, and I can't do the radio side of it. Whereas he can turn on a radio voice like that, and it sounds like he's on air. It just hasn't been edited yet. It's ridiculous. And it makes That's just me, how he talks? It's just, well, he can turn it like he has. Oh, it's I like see. a superpower okay. that he's just worked on. And it drives me insane because I want to be able to do that <laughs> so bad. Can you do your best impression of him or like your radio voice? My best impression. So the, the stations in South Carolina, that was one of them. So it's, you're listening to 94.3, The Dude. That sounds... Where's my applause? <laughs> <laughs> that sounded pretty good. I can't. I, it's it's funny. I'll I'll mimic it as much as I can. Like if yeah. I'm driving on the highway or whatever, I'll just practice it. Okay. <laughs> it's, okay. It's so ridiculous, but it oh cracks me up. When I was, um, I used to be a theater kid very briefly. Mm-hmm. So I did theater in middle school, but then I was homeschooled. And mm-hmm. then in college, I took a acting for non-majors class. And for that whole semester, anytime I was in the car, I would just spout out monologues, monologues after monologues. And that was it. Monol- we needed to do that more. Monologuing. <laughs> Monologuing? Monologuing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That needs to be absolutely a part of everyday life. I think. Everyday life. Yeah. Just wake up, go yeah. stand in front of the mirror and recite a monologue from your favorite movie. 100%. I, I forgot mostly all of them, but I remember that one speech that Sam gives Frodo. I think yeah, it's the Two Towers right. that ends with there's some good in this world, Mr. Frodo, and it's worth fighting for. Mm. That whole monologue, I still, it's locked up in here. Do you play the Howard Shore in the background? Oh, for sure. I would get, I, I'd tear up. <laughs> I couldn't <Yeah>. do it. <laughs> Yeah, that was, that monologue was I that was my final project for my acting class and I got an A. I was very proud. That's so cool. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I wish she let me put the Howard Shore soundtrack on though. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been much better. Anyways. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I so I think this episode will be released at the end of the month, but we are recording on January 1st of 2024. It's the first day. We're first day of the year. About 10 hours in. 10 <laughs> hours into the year. How are we feeling? I feel great Good. despite not having much sleep. I feel great. How about you? About the same. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Got that new year energy. Mm, it's shocking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't expect it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's, I don't know, probably the coffee you brought, but mm. that helps. Um, also, we are in Charlotte, North Carolina. My first episode on the road. This is a nice little spot for it. The, the room came in handy. Yeah. Let me set the scene for the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> 
So my best friend, Hannah, just turned 30 on New Year's Eve. Well, today actually is her birthday. So I'm visiting her in Charlotte and she lives in this beautiful complex. And there is this conference room that is so hip. Like there is a bunch of bicycle wheels and a picture of a bicycle and a cool chandelier. I'm a huge fan of these. They're, they're very yin yang. Yeah. These arrows. Oh, I'm, I didn't even I, notice I really that. really like them. We have like a street art arrow yin and yang. Yeah. Interesting. I'll take a picture and put it on the post. Mm-hmm. So uh, this feels like my most professional episode ever just because I feel like I'm in a podcast room. It does kind of feel like a little bit of a podcast room. Although, but I love the porch. Mm. I love the porch. Yeah. I, I haven't recorded a single episode on the porch. You haven't recorded one episode <laughs> on the porch? I guess it may, it's hard to record outside. It's hard to record outside. Yeah. I started this podcast in November. So mm-hmm. one, it's been very cold. Freezing. Two, I did try to record one episode outside and it was during like, it was like four o'clock. So everyone was coming home from work. There was so much background noise. We mm-hmm. had to take it inside. It just didn't work out. So I love, so Porch Club Podcast is, um, it's a vibe more than it is a physical place. <laughs> It's a people. It's, yeah, exactly. It's the people. It's the people. The friends we made along the way. That's what it is. So, yeah, yeah. But it's fine. It's all just one big lie. <laughs> Not even close. It's the it's the coolest thing. Mm-hmm. I was so so happy when I first started to hear that you were doing this. I, it's I we joke about it all the time with a couple of my buddies from Pittsburgh. It's like yeah. We should we should talk about that. We should start a podcast. I think everyone should. Anyone who wants to should. Absolutely, it's the greatest thing. All you do is talk. You, you sit down and talk. That's it. It's the cool. I love it. Yeah. I can't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> like if I keep going, I'm just not gonna stop. And mm-hmm. I think when you when you were starting to float out that idea, mm-hmm. I loved it because you are one of the coolest people that I know. <laughs> Feels like a big compliment <laughs> that feels too big of a compliment for me i live like for the listeners at home i live vicariously through jess's travels i'm just i can't i'm so freaking jealous of it's the coolest is the coolest thing i think everyone should just pack up and go take a trip i think that's a good <laughs> that should be that's my challenge to everyone listening in 2024 if you want to travel i challenge you all to just go take a spontaneous trip somewhere even if it's like the town over for a day go do it mm-hmm. yeah Start doing it. Yeah. That's it. See something new. Yeah. Get out of the county. Yeah. Go get the bug. Go get the bug. It's addicting. <laughs> it is addicting. Yeah. That's why I'm spending all my money. Um, that's fine. <laughs> well, what was the what was the number one moment from your traveling this past year in 2023? The number one moment yeah. had to have been surfing for the first time ever in Morocco. It was exhilarating. It was, I have always romanticized surfing as a child. I was addicted to surf culture and surfing movies. And I was so sad and mad that I wasn't raised on the beach. Um, and But I also always had the narrative in my head that because I wasn't the most graceful human being, I would never be good at something like surfing. And I have been tragically terrible the couple of times I've tried snowboarding. I'm like, this will definitely translate to surfing. I, I will eat so much shit. But I um, did way better than I thought I would. I felt like I picked it up really well. And I was able to like push myself up and maintain balance on the board on my second push out. And granted, it was just a 
beginner's lesson. So I didn't have to like paddle, turn around and push myself. Like they will take you and like position you um, and push you out into the wave. And all you have to do is stand <laughs> and, and maintain balance. So I'm sure once I learn more, it's going to get harder and harder and I'm going to be very humbled very quickly. Um, but it was exhilarating. I had so much fun and it like it just kind of ignited something in me because I, I want to do so much more of that. Was that the Mediterranean or was it the Atlantic? It was Mediterranean. Gotcha. Yeah. It was, it looked beautiful. It was yeah. incredible. Yeah. So that was my top moment of 2023. How about you? <laughs> Do you have a top moment? The top moment. It feels weird. This was the first year, and I noticed this early on, that I didn't have an, not necessarily to not travel, mm-hmm. but this was the first year in a while that I had kind of realized I'd found my spot and had no very strong inkling to mm-hmm. start, you know, thinking to myself, well, I've got to, I got to move. I got to start getting ready. I'm not going to be here. I don't know what city I'm going to be in, you know, halfway through 2024. And I, I had only been, I've, so I've been in Charlotte for 18 months now mm-hmm. and it was only six or seven months in at the very beginning of 2023 that I had, I had realized that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got to say, probably it was one of the the first few visits back to Pittsburgh. A childhood buddy of mine got uh, married in August and he, I've known him my entire life. I mean, we, we met all at, at Lake Norman. So Lake Norman's about, you know, 40 minutes north of here. Mm-hmm. But it was the first time that a lot of us who never lost touch and were really close all got to be, you know, in relative, in easy distance to to get to. That's so nice. And that was that was helpful. It was a far cry difference from mm-hmm. being completely on my own in mm-hmm. Las Vegas and not knowing anybody. Yeah. <laughs> but that was probably it was the. This is going to sound sentimental, overly sentimental, and Go I mean I fully intended to, but I think my top moments of this past year were. With the people, mm-hmm. With, mm-hmm. with really good friends. That, yeah, you really can't beat that human connection, right? I mean, that's what life is all about, in my opinion. <laughs> so, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's a really good one. Yeah, and I'm like, am I, this was mine selfish? <laughs> no, you're, heck no. <laughs> like, damn. I have had a lot of beautiful moments of connection in the last year. Yeah. So, beautiful. Also, can you walk us through so, because you just briefly mentioned Las Vegas, Nevada. So yeah, of course. let's talk about what you do because we, I didn't introduce you at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's lore here because every time Jess and I have a conversation, we it's it's about 30 seconds of a small talk and then we're solving the world's problems. <laughs> <laughs> that is how it goes. Which is pretty, it's pretty par for the course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, the, um, so I predominantly work with GIS. Mm-hmm. It's geographic information systems, which is a fancy way of saying maps. And I found that in my undergrad while getting a degree in geology. And I f- kind of fell in love with it because it was, it was you know, a, an escape from the options I had placed before me going and getting a degree in geology and it was it was very lucrative you could do it for a lot of different things and i love i mean we talked about it i mean i I love maps yeah i love maps so about one year 
after I graduated uh, from University of South Carolina. Uh, I was working for the State Department of Natural Resources, and I, was, I just had it. I, I was ready to go. Mm -hmm. I, I, I wanted to go and go west and you know see all the things that I dreamt of seeing and places that I could explore you know from being six and watching Temple of Doom or, or yeah. Raiders of Lost Ark yeah it was the closest thing that I could think so uh, I moved out to Las Vegas in 2020 which I was shocked that that panned out because I, I told myself in January of that year mm -hmm. this is the year that I leave and I'm done after this I'm leaving and then March rolled around and, you know, with the COVID, like it was full on COVID had shut everything down. They were yeah. closed. I, I had a, I almost moved to Boise. I almost moved to Austin, uh, Salt Lake and Denver. And all of those positions were closed. Oh, okay. So July rolled around and they were like, are you cool with living in Las Vegas? <laughs> I, I, I asked them when I could be there and I, was out there in six weeks. Wow. Yeah. That's a pretty quick turnaround for moving across the country. Yeah. It yeah. was crazy, crazy busy. Okay. Yeah. That's like the same time I moved to LA, just about was towards the end of 2020. Mm -hmm. But yeah, 2020 was a big, big transitional year. So you moved out west. And how was that experience for you? I loved it and also hated it. Yeah, it was very. I, I loved the exhilaration mm. of being on my own that far away. There, that was the first time that I had done something at that scale. When we left Pittsburgh, I was seventeen, and it was our whole family. Mm. So, just you know, the um, the very first weekend that I had kind of settled in and unpacked everything, I took the Jeep. Then I got on the 15 and I drove it all the way to LA and I saw the Pacific for the first time and I bawled like, <laughs> <laughs> I, like I couldn't believe it. Mm -hmm. You know, this it's, I, I, I did it. I went across, I drove 40 all the way through Arizona up yeah. to Vegas and then out West and saw the coast. And that just kind of broke me. I, I was so enamored with that. Mm -hmm. The city of Las Vegas, I'm emotionally attached to. It, it's a, it's an amazing city. Yeah. It's just hard to make friends. Yeah. Because everybody's <laughs> coming in for the weekend. Like, understandably so. They're yeah. coming in, they're visiting for a few days, and they're getting out. But it's more often than not, you know, you think you've found someone you can hang out with, and then they're going back to Boston on Tuesday. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. I have very mixed feelings about Vegas, and it's probably just the circumstances that I went to Vegas a few times in. My uh, my first assessment was, okay, this is fun. My second assessment is, this is a godless city. Um, <laughs> and then my third assessment was, there's some really cool artistic communities in like and little divisions outside of like the main strip. And did you do Meow Wolf while you lived there? I did. <gasps> That was such a cool, it's like an interactive art exhibit to the listener. And there are a few in the country. There's one in like Santa Fe, Denver, and you should 100% check it out. I don't even know how to describe it. Um, it is very trippy and extremely cool. It was, it's big. It's huge. I did not know that it was going to be that that huge inside. Did you go through like the grocery store yeah. and everything? Yeah. Yeah. It was, the, the setup is amazing. It was incredible. 
And I went into it with zero expectations because my friend was like, yeah, we're going to go to this art exhibit. You're cool with that? I'm like, yeah, I'll go look at some art. (laughs) (laughs) An art exhibit is not how you define (laughs) Meow Wolf. But um, yeah, it's like you're transported to different worlds. I I didn't realize that. And I don't know if this is across the board. I didn't I didn't read much about the others, but there's like lore. There's context. Okay. And there was um, when you go into the like through the grocery store and then you're out back and it's dark and there's like a whole storyline that you have to follow and mm-hmm. it's up you know stairwells and down these slides and we were yeah. I mean we were there forever yeah. trying to figure out who did I don't even remember the detail of the story but it was I think it was like this kid was trying to prove the existence like something happened oh. they were trying to prove the existence that aliens were behind it and I had gone with my roommate and another friend of ours and they were we were probably lost in this room for you know close to three hours and, wow. and Lindsay is just like i gotta i gotta know i've got to know <laughs> what happened <laughs> it was great it was it's a beautiful setup oh my god i would love to go back and really dive in and like read all of the plaques and get into it because i was just so visually stimulated i'm just going through the rooms and just wow and I'm not, I read some things, but I did not get into the story at all. I was just so amazed by the visuals mm-hmm. and everything that's going on that that's like, I got to go back a few more times, yeah, <laughs> figure yeah. it out, get to the bottom of it. Absolutely. But yeah, Meow Wolf, go check it out. Um, okay. So how do you feel? Okay. Let's talk about the character development. Let's talk about the plot. The plot. <laughs> the the. The arc. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of Las Vegas? Of moving to Las Vegas and like moving back. Let's just talk about what that did for the plot. (laughs) It was exceedingly helpful to be there for two years. Yeah. I I had a lot, not in the, I don't mean in a bad way. I just, I had a lot to get out of my system. Mm. I did not, going out there was a big achievement, but I, I was kind of in a, I was 23 and I was, in a place where I did not necessarily feel as though I was the person that I wanted to be, mm-hmm. that I strove to be. So I moved out west and I was there for two years. The city is hard to make friends in. That's not to say that it's, you know, I'm not attached to that city now. I mean, I, that's, there's a piece of that city in me. But it was just outside the city. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can drive 45 minutes in any direction of Las Vegas, and it is just jaw-droppingly beautiful. Yeah, you're you've got Southern Utah, which nobody talks about. Southern Utah. I love Southern Utah. Is um, Zion National Park considered to be Southern Utah? It is. So Zion, Zion's probably. No, I don't remember the last year that I went. It's it's probably a three hour drive up okay. to southern southern Utah, so south uh, southwestern Utah. Okay. And Zion was one of those moments. I went every time that I could. If I had a day and I was up early, I was going to Zion. The canyon is gorgeous. I think that's my favorite national park. It makes you feel small. Yeah. That was the first time. In the best way. In the best way. I mean, you just, what else are you supposed to do? You stand there and you see it for the first time and you just feel, you feel like 
dang, like this, this, this is a big world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's vast and beautiful and magical. Yeah. Who knows what little creatures are living in there? Oh, I, oh, I gotta go find them. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> excuse me. But yeah, it was, it was nice having all that right there. I mean, I loved Flagstaff, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, California. I mean, I could go. It was further to get to Northern California, which I was bummed about because I loved Tahoe. And it's one of my favorite places. It was beautiful. So I, in in Boise, I mean, Idaho was just stunning. So it was, Vegas was a nice, what would you call it? It was, it was a nice place to just kind of hang my hat mm-hmm. in terms of I was, I wanted to be there to explore and it was very easy to explore from Vegas. But it was, I mean, it was a riot. I mean, every time we'd have, I've had visitors come out, friends of mine from Pittsburgh and from Columbia, and a lot of them had not, hadn't, they'd never been to Vegas. Mm-hmm. And I knew going into it that when I got to Vegas, it was going to be, dang, man, Alec, Alec lives in Vegas. We got a free place to stay. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, dude, you're welcome to stay, but I've got no casino. <laughs> it's a couch. <laughs> That's pretty much all I got. Yeah. But it it was a blast. I mean, but you know, two years into it. And I, I felt a little bit more learned Mm -hmm. as, as a man. And afterwards it was just, it was time to come home. Yeah. I'm in, I'm the East coast. I I love, I love going out and exploring new places and being there and, and getting to interact with the people and, and the, the culture. But I, I, I wanted to be a little bit closer to family. I, I didn't want to catch a three-hour red eye anymore. <laughs> That's so fair. That is very fair. Yeah. But I'm glad that it did a lot for you for the plot and the character development. The character development was nice. <laughs> yeah. That's that's exactly... I feel like my experience moving wasn't as positive. It didn't feel as good for me. But I would do it a hundred times more and I would do it over and over again because of the character development. I feel like there's so much value in, especially when you're young, like if you are a young single person without a family and you feel stagnant and maybe like low in confidence, I think moving, picking up and moving your life is one of the most liberating, exhilarating, confidence building things you can ever do. Even if you hate it, (laughs) even if you have a terrible time because you do something like that and you just prove to yourself that you are capable of doing something like that. Yeah. It, there's unknown. I mean, there are so many unknowns, Mm -hmm. but I mean, I, I can't remember because how, so you were in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. How long were you there for? Two years. For two years. Yeah. I mean, when you first do that, was that the first time that you had moved um other than like short term for like training and boot camp and deployment yes that is the first time i've ever the only time i've ever picked up my life and moved to another place and you drove from from new york oh yeah hannah so my best friend hannah she uh drove out with me and we caravanned because i moved out to la with my brother and their friend tj so they had a van and then it was me and hannah in our car and we just caravanned across the country and it was such a fun journey out there yeah it's that that drive it's so good. That drive to the to the next look, the next one mm-hmm. is there's nothing that puts a smile on my face more than that. I I'll couldn't agree like more. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just it's a beautiful feeling. Absolutely. Yeah. Road tripping in itself is so exhilarating for me, and I feel like 
that's when I'm in my most emotionally heightened state. Like I have so many emotions coursing through me and there's so much natural beauty in this country. Mm. Um, but then when you add the emotions of moving to a new place and it's just this overwhelming feeling of not knowing, but like also possibilities and opportunities that you don't know what lies ahead. And it's such a, for me, it's such a good feeling. It's exhilarating. It's, it's, it's just, it's a beautiful idea. Yeah. And then when it unfolds and you have that, you, you're in control of it mm-hmm. at the helm of your destiny mm-hmm. where no matter how long that you might be there. I mean, it, that's no small achievement. That's a massive achievement. Yeah. And it's, Doing it for the first time is just an unbelievable feeling. And then it's, it's two years and then you're on to the next one. Yep. And then you're like, okay, <laughs> chapter closed. Let's, yeah. <laughs> let's pack it back up. Yeah. So you'd say that family is mostly what brought you back to the East Coast? It was a big part of it. Yeah. They, they're all in. So my whole family's in South Carolina. And it was, I had it in my mind that I, I would probably like to be near them. Mm-hmm. And... You know, my, my younger sister and I, I mean, we're, we're like this. I mean, we, she's, we've got a nine-year age gap, but I mean, we're, we're mostly like twins now. And, yeah. you know, my older sister, she's one of my best friends. And I love my, I just, I love my family. And it's so much easier from, from Charlotte to get down there and, and see them. It's a quick drive, but it was also, I missed my friends. Yeah. I missed my, I missed them more than any, I could bear. And that first night I got back on the East Coast, I, I, I unpacked everything into the apartment a couple blocks from here and Mark met me outside and helped me carry a couple things in. And that night he introduced me to my entire crew here. And I'm, wow. Yeah, I mean, so immediate. Yeah, it was, it was perfect. I mean, I, I don't, I was shocked. I didn't expect it to, to unfold so quickly, but mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't have traded that for anything. And I just, I don't, I missed, I, I missed the East Coast. I really did. I loved, loved the Mojave, but having everybody so close, you know, from, from this city and, and Charlotte's a great city. I, I don't. It is incredible. I fall in love with it all over again every time I visit. It's very, it's just pretty. Yeah. <laughs> She's it's pretty. pretty. It's artistic. It's, it's walkable. Artistic. Everyone's so friendly. Like. So Alec and I know each other from the, this friend group that he stumbled into, not stumbled into, was just welcomed yeah. into upon moving here because it was the same thing with Hannah. Like yeah. she, through Casey and this apartment complex, it's like a built-in community. Like so many of the people that live here are friends and it is a beautiful, beautiful community. And um, yeah. It's, yeah. It's <laughs> nice. It's walkable. It is very walkable. I mean, Noda is just an awesome part of town and it's so, it's vibrant and it's colorful and and you can't have a week weekend where there's not music playing outside mm-hmm. on a Saturday and it's just very tight knit and everybody's everybody's within distance and it it's con- it's convenient and and you get to see the people you care about yeah, all the time all the time this is considered the arts district this i don't it very well might be considered an arts district okay not the arts district i don't believe so okay. there was the in Vegas, there's an arts district, and yes. it's called the Arts District, but I don't know if it had another name. And okay. I don't think I don't know. There's like Camp North End, so I'm, it's probably this side of the city. Then 
more than anything. Um, but they've done, they've really just been developing. I mean, just right out, I don't know why they call it uptown. Drives me nuts because it's just, <laughs> I'm, I'm, think of it as downtown, mm -hmm. but all of the, all of the neighborhoods right outside uptown all have their own very unique personalities. Yeah. So it's fun to pick up on and, and learn, you know, now, now 18 months in and we're I'm hardcore Noda. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <on> this <laughs> okay. That's good. Yeah. Cause that, you, you always lived in Noda since you've mm -hmm. lived here. Okay. So it's nice that you've had a chance to explore and you feel very confident in your decision to yeah. land here. It was, it was an, it was a funny experience. And Mark did the groundwork because Mark, before we moved in together, he lived in Plaza mm -hmm. and he was, he knew that he was going to be moving out. And then about February in 2022, uh, he and I started to talk more seriously about, I told him I was, I'm coming, I'm, I'm going to move to Charlotte. Mm -hmm. I've, I think I've found a position that I'm going to take. And we started kind of planning out those steps. And, um, by May, I mean, he was the one he did all, he was going all over the place, looking at apartments and, um, I did everything virtually and then he moved in about three weeks before I did, but he's, he's a Noda guy now too. And yeah. so is Leslie. So they're, oh, yeah. they're about as we're, we're all like, this is, this is the spot. I, I don't, I can't imagine myself living in, in another part of town. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I feel the same way if I were to move to Charlotte, but I also feel like I can't say that because I have not explored much of proper Charlotte at all. But I am so enamored by Noda. Yeah. I can't imagine. Well, I also like, I like that it's more small city here. Like yeah. it feels more suburban and I'm intimidated by big cities, so. It was, uh, well, about was, how, I'm, so I've never been to Buffalo. Uh. What? It, I know. Isn't that insane? <laughs> as an East Coaster? As yeah. an East Coaster. The furthest. I just went up to New England, but I've never been to Buffalo. And I want to go to Buffalo. Because you've been to the Niagara Falls. I went to Niagara Falls. So you're 20 minutes away from Buffalo. I was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was very, very young. I think yeah. I was maybe four or five years old. And I just remember being at the falls, mm -hmm. but I don't. I got to go back now. Yeah. I've got to go up to Buffalo. I want to go see Canada. Canada is for sure worth seeing, especially mm -hmm. like there's this, um, it's called Clifton Hill. Mm -hmm. It is on the Canadian side of the falls and it's just this like touristy little cobblestone hill street. Yeah. And there's so many attractions and cool bars and restaurants. Um, and then Toronto of course is incredible, incredible. It's one of my favorite big cities. Um, and that's like an hour and a half away from Buffalo. Yeah. Um, but Buffalo is also a really cool city, mm -hmm. and I didn't appreciate it uh, until I moved here this year. And there are so many cool parts of Buffalo, and I love the part that I'm in. Um, and also just seeing Niagara Falls as an adult is very much worth going back for. So. I, I, I think it's on the docket. Yeah. I, I don't remember much about it other than I remember being horrified at the idea of going over the falls. That's pretty much all I remember. So it's things like that. Like I want to go back and see it. And I'm Jake and Lucy and all most of our friends are from here or from Buffalo or have yeah. family in Buffalo. And I want to go up for like a Bills game you or a Sabres to. game or mm -hmm. something because I I love I love the 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 charisma yeah. of the city of Buffalo. There is nothing like 
the energy of the Bills Mafia, in yeah, my opinion. I love it. It's, it feels unmatched. I'm, I am biased, but it feels unmatched. <laughs> <laughs> I also never thought I was into hockey, and I went to a Sabres game for the first time as an adult mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, and it was so much fun. I was so engaged. Yeah. I was locked in. So, yeah. I don't know. I love, I love, I'm not a big sports person watching sports, but I do really appreciate the sports community in Buffalo. Yeah, of course. Yeah. They're so tight knit. I mean, they, the, um, I have one close friend. He was the, I think it was the first friend that I had who had, he wasn't born in Buffalo. He he was born in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. Um, and he, Worships. I mean, he loves the Sabres more than anything. And he, really? so he, but he wasn't a Bills fan. Huh. It was just a Sabres fan. And I remember, I, I remember growing up with them and I'm like, man, how, well, pick a side. <laughs> <laughs> like, pick one or the other. <laughs> it's like, no, I can do both. I, I like the Sabres hockey and I like Steelers football. Mm, so it's like, like he was either a Libra or a Gemini. He, oh, <laughs> when's his birthday? He might be a Gemini. Mm. I think he's a Gemini. Mm-hmm. There it is. I just I handle those things too aggressively because I'm I'm not <laughs> just he I I used to give him so much hell for it and yeah. it wasn't until I was like 22 or 23 years old I'm like who cares let him, let him, like <laughs> yeah. I'd love this that's a cool that's a great city yeah yeah well are we talking Pittsburgh now or Buffalo we can go one or the other yeah but I was gonna I'll, say I'll both talk, probably right I'll talk I'll talk about Pittsburgh until <laughs> the cows come home. <laughs> I haven't been, I haven't spent much time in Pittsburgh. I've probably been there three times, um, but it is a cool city. Mm-hmm. I've never, I'd like to go there in the summer. I went one time in the summer and I was, it was just for a, a supernatural convention. That's awesome. <laughs> what? <laughs> like the show, not yeah. paranormal, but yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. I went with Hannah. We used to go to all these like supernatural conventions. And yeah. We were around us. We went to a couple in Toronto and like <laughs> Comic Cons. But yeah, we went to a supernatural convention and it was fantastic. We got to meet like Sam and Dean and yeah. all, we did karaoke with the cast. That's um, so cool. It was so incredibly fun. But I didn't get to see much of Pittsburgh in that visit. And that's the only time I've been there when the weather was warm. We were there, it, like, it did coincide with Pittsburgh's Pride Festival. Yeah, so that's after right. the fest, uh, convention let out Saturday night, we like, Got to kind of go have fun for yeah. a little bit, um, dance to some ABBA. But that I really want to go when it's warm because every other time I've been there it was for like work and it was cold and miserable. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's I need to go with fresh eyes. It when you go back, let me know. Okay, <laughs> I'm sure you'll have all the recs. Well, there is. It was a funny dynamic growing up in Pittsburgh and leaving at 17 because mm-hmm. it wasn't until. There were a few trips that I went back to Pittsburgh and things that my friends were very well versed on. I had never, I was not in the know at all. Okay. So now, you know, things are much closer and, and I'm able to travel pretty quickly. But it is a, it is an amazing city. The yeah. history of that city is insane. I bet. And uh, so my grandfather, he was born, he was Born further north, but I mean, it wasn't that long ago. He would, they, he, my grandfather grew up in, in Oil City, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, and he used to drive through the city when he was a kid, and he he couldn't see a hundred yards down the down the street. I mean, it was still it's coal mines, it's uh, it's steel mills, 
And you could, I mean, it was just so smoggy and I mean, it's pristine now. I mean, every time I see pictures of it or the first time that I walked back through downtown, I mean, it's a gorgeous city. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, you gotta go, you gotta go to Primanti's. You gotta go to the Primanti's on the Strip District and you gotta get an Iron City Light. Iron City Light. I see light. And then you got to do one of the sandwiches. And then you got to go up to Mount Washington. And you got to overlook Point State Park. I have done that. It's so pretty. It's <laughs> yeah. the coolest spot. Yeah. That was a really cool. That was a cool vantage point to yeah. see the city. But it's not. I mean, the the Strip District. I mean, all of those shops that have just been there for generations. I mean, I, the grocers and all that. I mean, it's. It, I love getting to go through there. But I've seen it. I was born there. I got. I want to go see another one. So mm-hmm. I think. I think I'm, I'm going to schedule a trip. I'll find. I'll find a time. But I want to make it up to Buffalo. Yeah, let me know. Yeah. Summertime to fall is yeah. the best time. Got it. Yeah. Don't don't come when it's just a blanket <laughs> of clouds and depressing and dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, have you ever been? Have you ever gone through Connecticut and Rhode Island? Mm-hmm. Newport, Rhode Island. I love. Oh Newport. my. God, yeah, it's go- it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. I didn't I didn't know much about Rhode Island mm-hmm. until I was there, and I didn't want to leave. Mm-hmm. I wanted, wanted like that's my ho- that's my hockey dad era. <laughs> <laughs> if that occurs mm-hmm. to the, that degree, I'm going and I'm settling. I'm I don't care how much it costs. I'm going to Newport and I'm staying there. That's so fair, and it will cost a lot. Newport yeah. is such an uppity yeah. <laughs> area, yeah. but yeah, I have a friend, a really good friend, um, Ariana, that lives there. I'm actually going to go visit this summer. I think yeah. July, but I love that area. Oh my god, it's gorgeous. It's very beautiful. What we ended up driving through the. Um, I can't remember the, the Newport mansions mm-hmm. all along, I think ocean drive. Yep. And they had them all. It was just a few weeks ago. So they had it all like decked out for Christmas and everything. And oh it was my God. Like 30 degrees or bundled up and yeah. did the, the cliff walk and all. Wow. Yeah. It was. That's dedication. It was, I was going all in. I, I was, <laughs> as soon as we pulled in, I was, I, I fell in love with it. Yeah. yeah. I can't even imagine how, extravagant they get for christmas the lights must have been incredible it's endearing yeah it's kind of like whenever you walk inside and it's the just like influence amount of money that went into these houses i can't imagine is just hysterical and nothing really like matches i mean i don't really know much about that level of just royal interior design Mm -hmm. but it was like I couldn't. I felt bad, like touching it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Like I don't want to knock this over and then be fined thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> so it was, but it was a great trip, and it's a. I think I can't wait to go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Um, this feels like a good transition point. <laughs> this is, this is, I'm do. I'm really good at natural transitions. You know, oh, I just. What do we got on docket? We're gonna hit this button. <laughs> Hello, it is just Jess currently, no Alec. Um, Once again, I sat down with the Taurus and had a very long conversation. So this is another two-parter and it's a little disproportionate. There wasn't really a good stopping point in the middle of the episode. So next week will be a little bit longer. It'll be closer to an hour um, and we'll get into some really fun topics like who our mentors would be um, if we could pick anyone in the world, any 
fictional or non-fictional characters. Anyways, um, I just wanted some kind of formal wrap up so it wasn't just an abrupt ending. And um, I'm <laughs> recording this the night. It's like 11 o'clock on Monday, January 29th. And I'm just such a procrastinator. Um, I should have had this edited and uploaded already, but here we are. Anyways, if you have been following me on Instagram, then you know that I just started school today, actually. It was my first day of classes. Um, And with that being said, my workload is getting a little bit bigger, a little bit harder to manage between working, you know, my full-time project management job and maintaining the reserves in my photography business and now being a full-time student. Um, Everything feels a little overwhelming at the moment. So I am going from weekly episodes to bi-weekly episodes So instead of releasing an episode every Tuesday, I will now be releasing one every other Tuesday. And we'll see how that goes. And if need be, I might just take an academic break and pick up in the summer. But we're going to keep trying to do as much as we can do before hitting complete burnout. Um, Anyways, I hope everyone has had a fabulous month of January. I hope 2024 is going brilliantly. I just jumped out of a plane on Saturday. Um... My brother, I was in California for a business trip. My company flew me out and that in itself was an interesting experience because I hadn't met half of my coworkers in person, even though I've been working with most of them for two years. Um, But such is the life of working at a remote startup company, I guess, based on the other side of the country. So yeah, anyways, (laughs) I digress. Um, my boss flew me out to LA to attend some in-person meetings to get the whole company together, talk about 2024 goals for the company. And it also lined up perfectly with my brother's 30th birthday, which is technically today, but we celebrated over the weekend. And the day before I left for the trip, he just texted me and he's like, Hey, you want to go skydiving? (laughs) I think my response was probably question mark. And then we did it. We, we, Jumped out of a plane at 14,000 feet in the air over Lake Elsinore. I think it's Lake Elsinore. It is uh, in between Los Angeles and San Diego, so sunny Southern California. Um, it It was beautiful. It was exhilarating. It was so fun. Also, I almost passed out because I forgot to breathe, so if you do go skydiving, please remember to breathe. Don't be like me. I have a, there's a picture of me because we got the video photo package. There's a bunch of pictures of me having a blast, smiling, screaming, you know, throwing up the rock and roll sign. And then the pictures of me at the very end when I'm coming down, I look like a corpse. There is no color in my face. It's actually really funny. I think my, my poor skydiving tandem jumper guy he was like, how you doing? You know, when we're we, at this point, he had already pulled the parachute and I'm, it's like the still part. When you go skydiving, when you first jump out of the plane, you're free falling and it's really intense. The wind is ripping at you. you. You know, it's really loud and you're spinning around and everything feels really intense, but really exhilarating. That was my favorite part. And then when the pull, when the parachute gets pulled, everything becomes really still. It was way more peaceful than I thought it would be. But also at that point, my my body kind of caught up with everything. And that's when I started getting a little queasy, a little lightheaded. Um, So I wish I could have enjoyed that peaceful stillness of just kind of floating down a little bit more. 
um and my poor instructor he was like hey how you doing because I got really still and really quiet I'm like I don't know (laughs) I feel a little nauseous he's like please let me know if you're gonna throw up and thank god I didn't but this poor guy by the time it got to the ground he booked it he was he was done with me (laughs) I can't blame him um but shout out to Rowan he was still great and shout out to uh skydive Elsinore I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right but that is my fun little story. I jumped out of a plane and it felt like a great way to wrap up the very first month of 2024. Because um, even though it's going to be a really academic and work focused year for me, I feel like having little pockets of adventure and fun and doing crazy spontaneous things like that in like a short, sustainable spurt, I guess. I think that's that's going to be my key to finding balance this year because I won't be able to do long-term traveling or all these crazy things that I did last year, but we are making it work. We are trying to find and maintain the balance and uh, keeping it joyful. So yeah, since Alec is picking up next week, or not next week, the next episode will we'll continue on with Alec and um, so... I will give a simple joy this week since this he didn't give one this week. It'll be the end of next episode. Anyways, <laughs> I'm rambling because it's super late. It's like midnight um, and I have school in the morning, so I am a little delirious. But simple joy. Uh, I actually didn't. I need to start thinking of these things before. Uh, oh, oh, actually, I know what my simple joy is. My simple joy today is romanticy books. Um, and if you are a book talk girly, you know exactly what I'm talking about. My friends lately, my recently, my friends turned me on to, um, the fourth wing books. There's two of them so far. It's the fourth wing and iron flame by Rebecca Yaros and also the Akatar books. Well, I guess just Sarah J mass in general, she is an incredible author, but, um, I'm three books into the Akotar series, and which is a court of thorn and thorns and roses. I'm so sorry if I'm butchering all of this, but I. It's funny because I grew up reading fantasy, and I loved it, and it was my escape, and it was my, it was my pockets of joy in a stressful situation. <laughs> but then, as an adult, I started getting into nonfiction and. Um, help like self-help books psychology books and I thought they were really helpful and I thought they were really interesting but I could only read like five books a year because it took me so long to get through them and so I just jumped to the assumption that I wasn't a book girl I'm like maybe I'm just not a I'm not into reading as much as I wanted to be or thought I was and then I started last year dipping my toes into Colleen Hoover and I got through those really fast and then now I'm just like fully entering my fantasy era but my adult fantasy era you know you gotta throw in a little smut there (laughs) gotta keep it gotta keep it interesting um but yeah so my simple joy today my really long-winded simple joy is fantasy slash romanticy books um I'm so hooked and it's really unfortunate timing that I started my my love for these right when school was starting because now my reading workload is overwhelming but We'll see. I'm going to try to get through these Sarah J. Mass books um, in congruence with my academic semester, and we'll see if it's uh, feasible. Anyways, that's it. That's all I got to say. I feel like I have rambled on enough, 
and we will pick up next week where Alec and I will jump right into talking about the mentors that we would pick out for ourselves and then we'll pull some cards and we'll get a little bit deeper than uh than what this episode was this was the uh precursor to next week and um thank you all so much for joining in for another episode of porch club podcast thank you for following along this random sporadic impulsive journey of mine as they all are and um now that i'm insufferably a student of philosophy i might do a couple more um solo episodes just diving into some of the philosophical theories that i find really interesting because i just kind of want to go on and talk about them anyways until uh, now i can't say until next week because it's every other week until next time pcp out <laughs>